I bet I took a hundred pictures of this family and uh, um, they were in there for two hours running around there because it, it epitomized everything that I hoped we could be able to create which was a hub a center that families could come together and talk about hunting and get their gear and and have fellowship and just enjoy each other and on the way out um, I said thanks for coming I shook their hands and he put his hand on my shoulder and he slapped me looked me right in the eyes and he said make sure you support him help him be successful and and he walked out the front door I, I was just like man this this is a cool day I called my wife and I said listen what, what Rolling Bones stands for is to help people get into the outdoor industry, and now it's at a different level. It's to help people run their own agency and have their own location. And I am blessed and humbled to be able to serve people in this space. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Action. <laughs> I don't know if I'm in the mood or not for oh, a podcast tonight, but we're going to find out. Get in the mood. Welcome <laughs> to the Bone Cave. <laughs> I don't know. That's what my anyway. mom would say. You're not in the mood to go to school today? Well, you get in the mood. Get in the mood. I like it. Well, let's get everybody in the mood. Thanks for joining us this week for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors, and welcome to the Bone Cave. We have no new bones in the cave, but we have a lot of uh, new stuff. Um, we got uh, You know what I'm going to do? Uh, we're going to do a podcast. We spent um, six and a half hours yesterday on our new booking journey for people who um, book an adventure with us. And uh, so we spent six and a half hours on the, I should call it an adventure journey. Um, so when they get started with us uh, or they, they book an adventure, then we have a process. Uh, the, the day it happens, the week uh, after it happens, nine months, six months, 90 days, and 30 days before so we have an entire journey that we've put together for people and as a six or seven year old booking agency we are working at getting better every day perfect we have not been willing we have always been and uh, willing to hear listen and get better so we we should do a podcast on that no oh, i think we have to and there'll be more bones coming in the cave anyway yeah, we, um, yeah, I, I guess I don't know where they're gonna go, but we could just st <laughs> we could stack them in like cordwood. There's a, a pair of shooting sticks that are yours. Yeah, I saw those. Thank you. So anyway, today we have uh, uh, across the table is uh, hashtag three ninety three. Sometimes people say, "Did you forget that he's three ninety three?" No, I have not. Uh, pass in the morning, shoot him in the afternoon. Hashtag three ninety three, as Brad calls himself. Brad Dito, all right. So uh, we got Brad here, um, and we do um, have Technically, today. You guys would be my Brad Ditos, part of my gang. Oh, yeah, your homies. Hmm. 
in a way. It's always interesting how he referenced himself in third person or second person as us for his <laughs> Yeah, that's but, but anyway, we do have Brandon Neal here. Um, and so uh, um, is uh, obviously one of our partners in Rolling Bones. Everybody knows him. And so we're on tonight. Cause, uh, and then Bleep. So we have uh, all four of us ready to rock and roll. And uh, Brandon, Brad, uh, Bleep, and I are going to talk about the agency we just opened in Bring, Brigham utah is that right bring them utah right now we have three agency locations we have one in tulsa oklahoma we have one in brigham utah and we have one in spearfish uh, uh south dakota and uh all three of those lake, uh, locations you can go in and i would say they're like an amazon store at fashion square mall in uh scottsdale arizona you, you go an Amazon store. How the hell could Amazon have a store? But you go into the little Amazon store, and it has all the top-selling things, and they have an Amazon store you can go into with kiosks. You can buy uh, You can touch it, taste it, feel it. And that's kind of what this is. You know, this is an opportunity for people to go in and be able to have a layering um, system and try it on and get to things that they normally can't get to. And so the original concept was to have them in a location like uh, 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 Brigham because, um, you know, they don't have a, Kenne a Kennetrek dealership there. They don't have a Zomberlin dealership there. They don't have a Cryptic dealership there. They don't have these places where you can go down and try on XKG. Um, they don't have a place where you can go try on a Mystery Ranch pack. And so we have all those dealerships that these agency uh, managers um, are putting into their location, and they run an application, booking agency, and um, an adventure hub all in one location. And so you go in, and it's a place to talk hunting, fishing, and adventure travel. And you can buy gear to support that adventure travel and go in there, and that's the concept. <coughs> makes sense? Totally makes sense. One of the things I've noticed about this location is we'll have a lot of newer hunters come in, and they'll, I mean, they're going on their first elk hunt, you know, and they, they're from, you know, we're, we have a lot of people ending up in Spearfish now that aren't originally from spearfish but they're from iowa they're from nebraska they're from wherever they're from but now they're moving and and they're moving out here and they they've got an elk hunt scheduled and they come in and they're, they're they've gotten gear consultations we've got enough stuff in here that they can find out what's right for them they can try it on they can see all the higher end boots you know quality stuff that you want to you want to take with you when you're out on the mountain in in somewhere that's very remote type thing yeah, because we have camping gear. We, you walk in, you have uh, um, sleeping bags um, and you, for any type of hunting that you'd go on. We have sleeping pads. We have trekking poles. We have the, ho the whole gammon that you would want to, you know, equip yourself with if you booked an elk hunt or a sheep hunt or, you know, even a javelina hunt. Maybe you're starting there and you're going to the desert and uh, you don't have a good pack and you want to go. Uh, we have uh, um, Badlands Rifle Companies uh, going to have all their uh, shooting supplies um, and uh, um, shooting systems in there. So we're excited about that. Um, and you can come in, touch it, taste it, feel it, you know. Rusty had a lot, a lot of people. They were, they were coming in all day Friday, all day Saturday. Yeah, That's constantly. Rusty, Rusty Bingham, Rusty and uh, Kay, Kaylee? Kay, uh, Kaylee Bingham. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're the ones that own the store. Just for people that didn't know, yeah. but you said Rusty. Right, and uh, so it was really nice for him. And, for, and it's and, Kylie, and I'm sorry. Yeah, that's. I knew it didn't sound right when I said that. It yeah. is It's Kylie. Rusty and Kylie, uh, uh, 
Bingham, Bingham in, in Brigham. The Binghams Bingham. in Brigham, Utah. Thank the you. Bingham in Brigham, Neal. Utah. Thank so, you. Brandon Neal, go ahead. Where are you from, Brandon? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm in St. George, Utah. So, we will be opening up a location here as well. Um, kind of fun to get these locations up and going. And I, you know, what I, what I, one of the things that I like, you know, is somebody can come into one of our hubs. And there's a lot of people out there right now that are newer to hunting. They're just getting into it right now, right? And they can come into one of these hubs. And, uh, you know, sometimes you go into maybe a, a bigger retail store and it's a little overwhelming, um, you know, because they've got all the gear there. But um, there's no one really there to, to help you know what works with what, what layering system you might need, what pack you might need for the particular adventure you're going on, what sleeping bag's the best, what, you know, what boots or what, what, what do you need for different weather uh, you know, conditions and different types of uh, hunting, whether you're going to be doing a lot of hiking or, or, or sitting in a tree stand or whatever. <clears throat> so somebody can come into one of these hubs and really, you know, get down to the nitty gritty on doing a full on hunt plan, first of all, and what their hunt's going to entail. And then we've got our advisors there that have used these systems and use these, this gear, use these rifle systems, been to our shooting schools and they can talk, you know, um, intelligently about each one of these products and services. And then also, um, you know, there's, you know, they can, they can help them set up a, along with their hunt plan, a good application strategy. That's another thing. A lot of people come in in, in Utah and they're only applying in Utah because that's all they've ever hunted. And in case anybody hasn't, hasn't figured this out yet, there's a lot more hunters now. So if you are only applying in Utah, you're probably not going to be drawing tags every year. And so it's important that you start utilizing our membership to be able to uh, get your applications expanded to other states. And then when you draw in those other states, you know, you've got to know where to go and where to hunt and who to hunt with. So I'm excited because a lot of these newer people to hunting can come in and get a more customized service geared towards them specifically versus again, going into a, maybe a bigger retail store and just kind of trying to guess on what they might or might not need. A lot of times, you know, if I go into, I don't want to name any names, but if I go into one of those bigger stores, um, there might be a worker there, but they, they typically are, they're a worker. They're, they, they typically aren't very knowledgeable or haven't used the gear that is there on the shelves, or at least not all of it. And we train on it every single week. We have all used it a bunch. Uh, we talk about everything from how does it fit to how does it work in different conditions, snow, rain, wind, cold, hot, you know, layering systems, et cetera. So anyway, it's these little hubs, you know, as we continue to open them up, I think are going to be very beneficial to you that are outdoorsmen out there. Well, that's, oh, that's a good point. In, in Brigham, it's northern Utah. How far are you? You're what, five, five and a half hours to the opposite end of the state? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the complete opposite end of the state. Yep. That's that's pretty neat. But I can see, I mean, there's a spot for for these smattered around in different states. And and that's really nice because like you even mentioned, like you'll have a bunch of your advisors. I mean, not only everybody else popping in there, but it's it's really a neat opportunity to just meet with a diverse group of people that that can help share their experiences and uh, different tools and gear and etc. Yeah, the way it was designed, the way it's designed is for us to have an opportunity to bring a resource to these communities that isn't currently there. 
So uh, you have a town of 30,000 people like Spearfish, South Dakota, this valley, and then you add the suburb of Belfouche, um, South Dakota, right? And so you got about 30,000 people in a 10-mile radius, all right? Well, they, have, they don't have access to a resource like this. And so this gives somebody an opportunity to have an agency, much like a Century 21, where they can go in there and they can have booking agency uh, and agents in that area. Advisors is what we call them. They go out and um, th- they build a business. They start talking to people. They're working in the outdoor industry. They help support people's travel adventure needs. They, they deliver dream hunts to them. They make sure they have the gear they're looking for. And there's a location that they can come into, sit down, have a consultation. As Brandon said, they can get a, uh, an application strategy. for the, for the new people coming into hunting are screwed without an a, 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 a application strategy, even if all they want to do is hunt in their own state. It's hard enough. It's hard enough it's just hard. Enough, state. Just in, yeah. Well, like Lindley says, because there's a lot of people that come in here and wander around, look, just look at the stuff, whatever. She calls it a bar with no beer. And, and never <laughs> is that truer than in, in St. George. That will be, right? <laughs> Quite literally, yes. <laughs> but what um, did that mean? I missed that. He's, he's got to lean up closer <laughs> for me. I said, hey, I, I said, I'm, I'm only 44. I'll be 45 next week, but I can still hear good. I promise. I, but I can't. Well, you know what? Um, when, wh- what day next week do you turn uh, 45? On the ninth. What day's the ninth? Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. So yeah. um, that's interesting. So you, I knew that too. You turned 45 Saturday. Um, I'm looking at 44 um, pretty serious right in the eyeballs too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe plus maybe plus or minus ten. Um, I, I don't know, but either way, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm sitting here looking at this, going where the last twenty years ago. That's for sure. But anyway, yeah, it is. It's 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 a what he said was it's a bar with no beer, and that'll never be truer than in St. George, Utah. So I think he was making a reference to the fact that um, there's there's a lot of disciplined Christian people there that don't drink. Yeah, yeah, they're not supposed to drink anyway. <laughs> they're not supposed um, to drink, but I have been in yep. a bar in St. George, Utah, so it hasn't oh. stopped me. Oh, boy. Right, right. So, anyway. Um, hey, what, is, what does Lindley always say about her hubs? She says, uh, we, we won't have everything you want, but we will have something you need. Right, exactly. And I think that's really good. Yeah, and, and that's what they are, you know. And, and we had people – the thing I, I thought was interesting about the, the – um, uh, this is the second grand opening we've done. And this grand opening, you know, was obviously in a town that I would say is at the epicenter of right. hunting. For sure. Big game, Western yeah. hunting. Does it get much bigger very, than this? Very different than Tulsa was. And and it's neat seeing the different groups of people that come into these hubs. Uh, this one, we had we had a lot of guys who were really into shooting really into long range shooting they shoot all the time right um iowa because we're gonna we're gonna have one opening up uh i'm not sure exactly how soon but in iowa and that's a very february in february and that's a a very different crowd because they they can't even uh, you know up until recently they couldn't even use a rifle oh yeah well and 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 brigham is you know it's it's literally the a gateway to over by Logan and uh, all up through there, um, which is like, like I said, it's the epicenter of um, 
Western big game hunting, you know? And so I was, I would love to hear what you guys thought, but I was amazed at the amount of people that came in, supported the location, and were excited because they're like, dude, I need application services other places. Um, I'm looking for hunts. Um, it, it was fun to see. Yeah. It, re- it really was. I mean, and a couple of people that came in, that's exactly what I talked to them about is, is they come in and they're, they, they want to hunt. They're excited about hunting, but they're frustrated because they feel like they can't get tags and or they don't know where to go. They don't know what hunts are available. And we have the solution for that. And so um, it, it is it is fun to be able to say, listen, I understand you're discouraged. It can be discouraging if you don't have a strategy and a plan. And because of the way that we've structured our company, we have put together membership programs that are super affordable for even the the person who's on a, on a budget and and again i just i just wish people um and, and i i shouldn't say i wish we're working hard to educate people right but you know i wish more people would i guess understand that there are opportunities out there but you have to know how to access them and chances are unless you do a ton of research or know somebody who has been hunting for a very long time that has the knowledge of, of where to apply i mean most people don't have a Brad Dana in their pocket, you know, well, if you get a Rolling Bones membership, now you do. And, and Brad's got a pretty extensive knowledge of, of application strategies in states like Wyoming and Montana and, and places where there's really some good opportunities right now, you know, in Colorado. And, um, you know, even myself, I've hunted my entire life for the most part, grew up hunting, but there is so many changes that happen every year. There's so many different opportunities out there that I, I, really rely on my membership. I've got the platinum membership because I want to rely on the knowledge of our applications department to help me take advantage of as many opportunities as I can. If I can draw tags, I've got way more opportunities to hunt than if I don't draw any tags and just want to go buy a hunt. I can go buy a hunt too, but that's typically more expensive. It takes, you know, I mean, anyway, there's, there's, it's fun to watch people come into the door in an, in, in, a, in on, on Saturday when I was there, and talk to them about that and then be able to say, hey, listen, let's get you a membership set up. Let's get an application strategy going and uh, get you drawn some tags. So you can actually get out there and hunt and use all this awesome gear that you're looking at here. Right. I think that that, that really is um, the epitome of what we wanted this to be like. You know what I'm saying? Right there. Um, uh, have a location, uh, be a resource to the local community, provide an opportunity for somebody to run an agency, um, and provide quality gear, quality service to the locals and have something they couldn't get anywhere else. And, and, and really just be that community that, that, you know, centerpiece for that outdoor hunting community. And, uh, um, that's where I see these going is that they're that, you know, we want to, uh, we want to support the local uh, ducks unlimited chapter, the local pheasants forever chapter, the local Rocky mountain Oaks chapter, the local, you know, cause I know tomorrow, I think tomorrow or Thursday morning, we meet with the, uh, uh, mule deer foundation guys, you know, they're, they're in at this local one. Um, you know, the Rocky mountain elk foundation guys, they just came in with a bunch of people and, um, they, they came in because they had a drawing Kenetrek had them uh, be able to uh, – Kenetrek donated some boots to the local chapter. Well, they just had their giant banquet, right? And so the next morning they called and said, hey, do you guys have uh, Kenetrek's in store? We see you're a dealer. Yeah, we do. Well, we don't have them, but we won two pair of Kenetrek's. And uh, they said, can, you, you know, can we come down and try them on? 
And we're like, yeah, well, can we give you the the uh, the cards? And we're like, no, no, uh, Kenetrek donated those, not us. Um, but we can help you with anything else you want, and we'd be happy to have you try them on here. Kenetrek's a great boot, blah, 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 blah. Well, they came in, and the gal's like, oh, man, I didn't even know you were here. And uh, um, and they proceeded to, you know, spend $1,000 yesterday morning in the store, you know. Um, I, I, actually, that's not totally true. They spent 500 and then they came back uh, today and spent another 500 So they were pretty excited that we were here. Now, if we can have that opportunity, one, to serve that client, and two, to provide that opportunity for somebody to own their own agency and run an agency and, in, a, in a location like that, I think that's cooler than hell. Yeah, it's really neat. Well, even you look at uh, <clears throat> you look down in Tulsa. We've been down in the Tulsa hub, and he is so busy. Sometimes he's out. He's got a mobile because he goes to these shows, and his wife Meredith is man in the booth back at at the actual hub. But they're <laughs> they're just growing like crazy. He, he's done a great job, and you know what? You look at that young couple. Right. So they have their own hub. He yeah. he's making a living in the outdoor industry. She's an executive for a reinsurance company, and they're living their life. And they have their little daughter in there in the store. They don't have to have daycare. She's right in there every day in the adventure hub. He's booking hunts. He's booking appointments. People come in. He has gear consultations. He does Saturday and Sunday private consultations with people. They come in. They they get fitted for this stuff they try it all on um he'll do it after hours i mean who's doing this in the industry right now right personal well, oklahoma that, that's, that's just it i mean it's, it's exciting you know i i think of um how many people are out there you know brian you and i talk about this all the time when we were in our early 20s starting our financial services businesses uh man if there was a rolling bones opportunity to come and be an advisor with a company like this where we could get involved uh in this industry and help people and we could offer memberships. We could offer uh, adventures. You know, we, <laughs> I mean, so so those that are out there listening to this right now, if it interests you to become an advisor with us, we, we would like to talk to you because um, we, we do, um, we're looking for, for good people to help us expand this company right now. And what an opportunity it is, the way that we've structured it. We've structured it in a way where you can do it on a part-time basis and uh, help some people out and make some extra money to pay for your adventures. Uh, but we've also structured it to where if you wanted to and you wanted to get serious about it, you could uh, you know, probably replace your income and then really scale an agency with us and um, build your own outdoor company with us backing you with all of our you know dealerships and adventures and our home office to give you that full support. So it's, it's exciting what um, what's unfolding right now, and 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 watching Rusty and Adam and and uh, the Spearfish store starting to take off right now. It, it's just it, it's exciting to see it working with the public coming in and actually supporting it, like you say, because it's something that they need. P people need this in their in these communities. Yeah, it, it, I think it's a missing component, and I'm not crapping on the big box stores. Um, I, I don't want to do that by any means, but. Uh, um, but you know, you look at uh, um, you look at that big hedge fund company that uh, has merged the two giants in the hunting and fishing space. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. Okay, don't send me any hate mail on that right now. Um, but well, um, but they don't. Are you, you know, talking about? Uh, no, I didn't say anything about any names. You're the dumbass that said a name. Um, uh, but listen, um, I, I'm giving you your segue to say what you always say, bleep. Okay. Yeah, you know the 
when you talk about the economic impact of uh, of the organization like Rolling Bones, I can remember on a January day about four years ago sitting in the office on the old location over it there. It was six years ago. But six anyway, years go ago. Ahead. And uh, we were talking about the differences between the way this company is structured and then one of the big boxes is structured. So with the big box, you know, you can go to your city and visit one of the big box stores. But a lot of the revenue that's collected at that store is shipped to a headquarters far, far away where they're building a tower of cash. With Rolling Bones, this is as true as you can get to having a local business that has the backing of a powerful company that can get all kinds of, uh, of, of products shipped in at, at a good rate and can uh, provide services that aren't provided at the big box. But when you go dollar for dollar, the amount of money that is spent at an adventure hub, the amount of money that stays in that community on a dollar for dollar basis is almost three times what it would be at a big box store. So it may not have the volume impact, but it, in the back of your mind, you know, when you're purchasing something at an adventure hub, that that cash is staying in the community. A very, very small part of that would go back to, to a, a headquarters office in Spearfish to support the operation. It is nothing like it is in the big box stores. No, the, the, guy, that, the guy that has the location, the guy and the gal, yep. the advisors that run those locations, are keeping the cash it's an opportunity for them to create a living and uh, absolutely have a job and, and we call that the democratization of income potential in the outdoor space there you go i like it <laughs> so did everybody just hear that shit that wow really, boom dropped it hot right hey, no hey, it's, it's, some, it's some of some of our listeners might be a little concerned if it's the democratization <laughs> okay okay we, so what that means is it gives it gives everybody an opportunity an equal opportunity to say hey i have a passion for the outdoors i would like to work in the outdoor industry i'm maybe a little bit of an entrepreneur or i i'd like to build a business something that i could live off of and this is an opportunity for them to do that. It's like a plug and play kind of an operation, a way to do that. Well, Brad, we've talked about this. I mean, obviously, uh, Brad, Brandon, and uh, um, I, uh, and us, I shouldn't say that, everybody at the home office, Eric Skabang, uh, Braden, um, Colton Lenz, uh, Braden Eastman, uh, Ben uh, Kiefer's, um, you know, but 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 I look at this Kreifels. Um, did I call him Kiefer's? <laughs> Kreifels, whatever. Um, uh, I was gonna, I'm sorry, I was gonna let her. I was gonna say Benjamin Button, but I didn't no. say that. So anyway, I love Ben. Um, but my point to this is that we've worked our ass off to be able to provide an opportunity to expand these uh, agency locations. Now the reality is for sure, for sure, okay, without question. Um, we aren't the big box store, okay? But but um, uh, any, anyway, I think it's awesome because Brad and I, we've talked about this. Hell, we we as outdoor enthusiasts, this town needed one. Yeah, you and okay. I would have you and I would have jumped in together, and then of course we'd have needed Lindley. But oh, we would sure. <laughs> we we would have said, get this organized, get this set up, and so we had a place to buy all the stuff that we needed and wanted, and had a concierge service that could do our applications and strategies. And 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 that's what this is. You know, you want to go down. You you're not good with computers. You want to go down and talk to your local um, adventure advisor. Hey, I'll meet you at the adventure hub at four o'clock this afternoon. I'd like to know how many points I have in Iowa. 
the amount of people in Spearfish that come in here, it's starting to become amazing to me. Yesterday, we had Big Craig in here, and then there was another guy across the hall at the same time, and they were both in offices um, getting updates on how many points they had, getting their strategy gun, because it's December. Everybody's right. going, dude, hunting's over. W w I need to figure out what's going on for next year. Yep. How many points do I have? What do I need to get? What, you know, what do I need to apply for? Where do I buy points? Yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, that this is getting to be a busy time in this hub. A lot, you know, there will be a lot of application sessions, you know, what am I going to do next year? What's my three-year plan? What's my five-year plan? And that's the other thing we're seeing right now a lot of is our plans are getting, I would say they're elongating. So it's not uh, it's not just a an, an plan for 24 or 25 um, you're getting a solid three- and five-year plan set up now, um, much more frequent than it used to be, I would say. Yeah, I would say so, too. And that's that's where I think, you know, uh, I believe we're on the leading edge of how business is going to be done, how you're going to book adventures. Now, does that mean every outfitter we have is perfect? No, we vet them the best we can. We do exit interviews with the outfitter, and we do exit interviews with the adventure seeker. And you know what? Um, there's variables. You know what I'm saying? Uh, weather, uh, low game. huge variable. Uh, weather, uh, low game movement during bad weather, uh, you know, um, uh, EHD, EHD uh, hard guides. Winners, I mean, when yeah. you're going on an adventure hunt, you got to know. You know what I'm saying? Um, that 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 things can happen. You know, there 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 is that uh, opportunity, and I guess we want to take or mitigate the uh, least amount of risk to uh, surprises as possible. Um, and that that's that's our entire plan, and we want to help people in these regions have the faith and trust in a company like ours so we can get them hooked up and have great adventures and application services and gear exposure and 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 plus 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 <laughs> what do you think well if and if you're not in a i mean i don't know if you're not at a really big place i mean the opportunity to go check out multiple quality gear companies and their stuff it's really hard to find some something like that it's really nice I mean, try packs on, you know, try, try high-end boots on, you know, what's the layering system? What would I put with this? What would I do with this? So um, that's the neat thing about these, these hubs. And I, I'm excited to see yeah. where, yeah. you know, yeah, like the Utrecht socks, you got to go try the Kenneth. I've been a pack of sock fan forever. And, uh, um, and they are good. There's two packages. There's a PACA and a PAKA. Just always reference this because people have said, I've got those packages and they're not as good. It's not PACA. It's PAKA, that PACA. Anyway, I've always loved their socks and uh, been wearing them for 10 years. Um, but I will tell you this, the Kenetrek socks, I, dude, they, You're wearing them, aren't you? I am wearing them. They not only rival them, I think they beat them. Yeah. Really? Well, I think they something. beat them, man. I'm they're not even you. a sponsor. No, I, I here's how much I think they beat them. Okay. Um, no, Kenetrek don't sponsor us. We sell their stuff. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Um, here's how much they beat them. I had eight pair of Paca socks, brand new. And I sent them to my boys and told them they should use these because I'm going to be migrating more towards. I'm digressing this about Kenetrek socks, <laughs> but um, they're, they're really merino good. wool, and the packas are obviously alpaca, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I really, I'm still, I haven't tried the Kenetrex, but I'm, I'm a, I'm going to be hard to I know you're, peel you're, the pack. I know, as you're, a, you're a pack of guy. Because I, 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 on my, like in, in my Kenetrex, I actually wear the Altera Paca sock. And, uh, but yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to give them a whirl maybe, try them out. So. Yeah, I was, uh, I was blown away though. Um, uh, I think that the support. That location got the amount of people that came through there. Um, I mean, I was. Were you? Were you not a little uh, satisfied? Surprised, Brandon? Well, yeah, I, I was actually really surprised when I got in there because this is a brand new store, and uh, we basically shipped out a store on a crate, so to speak, kind of. And I guess that's what we do. And that store was super. I mean, it was it was set up. I mean, it looks really really good. And you walk into there and it's got a great environment. You've got the top end products, which is all we're carrying, right? We're carrying the best of the best. And I thought it was really cool. I thought it was cool to have the rifles there too. You could actually go and look at the rifles and, and um, check those out. And as we grow, you know, as we grow Badlands Rifle Company as well, uh, being able to have rifles in stock on the spot there, which is, you know, that's not something you see in the industry uh, when you have custom rifles. You don't have custom rifles ready to go. They're usually, you know, several months out on the on the build time. So we're working on all that too, you know, where you come in and see the rifle, you want to buy it, we've got it there, you know, take it home. It's yours. Uh, Brad, Brad, Brad mentioned trying stuff on. I think, you know, there, there's more to it than just trying stuff on. If you try on like a Mystery Ranch backpack, for example, um, trying it on, knowing how to fit it properly, uh, you know, that, that makes all the difference in the world. And um, I think a lot of people probably go out and they they wear their pack and it's not um, set up properly for them for their torso and they're working harder than they need to and I, I've I've seen that a bunch uh, you know been out hunting with people and say let's let's adjust your pack a little bit and we do it and they go this is a brand new backpack I, I hated this pack now I love it and it's just a matter of adjusting <laughs> things and our advisors know how to do that you know so it, it's funny you say that because Brett Miller bought a brand new backpack now he's obviously. I shouldn't say obviously because that that would be, uh, um, I guess, uh, presuming you all know who what he who he is and what he, uh, our relationship. But Brett Miller was just out here. We'll have to, we'll do a podcast with him on that his first Western big game hunt, his first rifle kill, and it'd be fun to do that because uh, Brett had lost his mind on that hunt. He was excited, which rightfully so. That's what you should do, right? right. Anyway, um, he's going to be opening an adventure hub in cedar falls iowa in february and he was out here and he proudly gets his mystery ranch out and we killed a deer two and a half miles from the buggy and um it was at dark and he's like all right we're gonna pack it out and i looked at so so we played sports together since we were in kindergarten and he was the all-american jock of all of the big number one recruited guy into college blah 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 he he's still he's still gym. a stud and he's still big, a stud big Giant out, yeah, strong, athletic, super, dude. super athletic guy. Brett, if you're listening, that no, no, I didn't believe any of that crap I just said. But anyway, no, I'm just kidding. No, no I mean he's a we, he's an athlete. Well, yeah, he's dumber than a post, but he's absolutely <laughs> oh an God. unbelievable athlete. So anyway, but I love you, Brett. You know that. So any Brett, Brett's like, hey, what the hell did you throw that shot at me? Because you know, um, you deserve it. So anyway, we get back there, and uh, um, and to to Brett's credit, he he didn't he didn't act like he knew what he was doing. He wasn't being, you know, I got all this figured he was, out. He was he super. 
super excited. He was to super excited. Pack, pack right. This dang he deer out wanted from this, this experience. Yeah. Yep. And so he's like, okay, I got it. And uh, um, I'm like, perfect. And so I look at him because in good buddy fashion, I go, okay, Pinhead, you are getting the lion's share of this load because I've been all over this world and I'm done packing sh- uh, heavy packs out. And you know what, Mr. Jump out of the gym, this is your shot to show me what a good athlete you are still in your 50s. Well, and you're still beat up from oh the yeah UConn. um I mean, and, so you're, 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 i mean my my ankles beat up from a whole season of it um yeah. so anyway um brett to speak to what you're saying brandon um <laughs> brett goes okay but you got to set my pack up and again he was super willing and super excited about getting it done so I, i'm not tr- i'm not on brett here okay at all um no high so, five to his credit yeah actually. high five to his credit that's exactly right he's like dude show me how to do this so he hands me his pack and i got the animal broke down and i'm like we're going to start putting meat in your pack and then we're going to strap those horns in that cape on the back of that pack and i will take um i said i'll take the front shoulders and i'll take uh the loins and you're going to take the cape and the round and uh, the hams and everything else we get off of this and he's like okay no problem and Brad will ca- carry the canceled tag. So anyway, <laughs> so take care I, of the I get his pack, dude. Everything on that pack was rolled up in the original oh, Velcro. It was still in the little <laughs> the Velcro stops. Oh gosh! <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like ripping shit off. I'm going, you don't need that. He's like, hey, 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 whoa! And I'm like, you won't need that. Leave that out here. Leave that out here. We're opening this up. We're getting it up. So I get him set up. I get it on him. And uh, we take off, and we have—he's probably ten or fifteen pounds heavier than mine, and I equaled it out. I didn't—I didn't kill him, but it's the—it's pitch black. We can't see anything. We got to go over these buttes, and there's one saddle that you have to hit right, or you either go up and you're—you're uh, you're cliffed out, or you got to go all the way around another mile and a half to get to this draw. And we don't have headlamps. Um, all oh. I have is my um, <laughs> all I have is my freaking phone, oh. and I got like eighteen percent battery. <laughs> and I'm like, this, I'm like, this is gonna be a bitch, Brett. And so I get going, and Brett's like, "No, Brian, we came up too high. I go, I need to get up high so I can drop." Well, anyway, well, um, the, the problem with that is it, you, you're carrying a chunk of weight, and it's like it's like you're on marbles greased marbles on this on these buttes yeah it is just miserably slick and treacherous because it gets steep up in there and they're like crags at the in the high country so anyway we get up in there and we're trying to dice through there and it's not like you're gonna die you're gonna get out it just might be three or four in the morning and not um you know it's uh but it's all part of the venture so um brett gets up there and he he's falling back behind he's falling back behind and i'm like brett you okay yeah i got he's struggling a little bit well we get up to this bench and i said brett um uh let me see your pack and he's got it on his hips and i'm like dude brett okay here's the deal okay we got to get that i I, because i fitted the pack for him and and this was not his fault it was my fault I assumed you didn't he knew take it where it should ride. Yeah. I, I assumed he knew where it should ride, and and it needed to be up on top those hips, like right below the rib cage atop the hips and sucked in on that belly button. And I'm like, Brett, come here. And I'm like, oh, shit, brother, this is my bad. I am so sorry. Um, uh, um, so I – I said, pull it up. No, higher, higher, higher. I yanked that tight for him and girdled it up right on his belly button. And he looks at me. He's like, dude, 
I didn't even know it should go. And he was just he was on it then. You know what I'm saying? He's right. just like it, he wasn't you don't know fighting. What you, don't know. you don't know what you don't know. And that's to speak to what Brandon's saying. That's what the hub's for, right? Um, let's get and we're training these guys to have that conversation and and prepare people for that. Yeah. Well, he he had quite a wonderful adventure, and bless, uh, you know, bless him for getting out there, struggling through it, and having having the time of his life. But he did, he you know, he spent a lot of time getting his gear ready to go. Yeah. And he spent three years getting yep. himself prepared for this. Chipping hunt. away at it a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing with the Adventure Hub too, because it's not transactional relationships. It's actually personal relationships with folks when they come in you want to be their friend you want to be their advisor you want to be their to get their back you know you want to be their backup the person that's going to help them through all this it isn't like here's product give me your money maybe i'll see you again uh, or you go into a, a larger store and it may be you might see the same person you know but you might not you might see other people and they come and go and but you know you want to have more than that and i think that's what you guys built you know at rolling bones it's not just a transactional thing it's funny you say that because i always have said in 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 our other companies that i'm not interested in the transaction i'm interested in a transition um and it's always working with you to transition from what your needs are today what they are in the future does that make sense and i think there you know it doesn't it doesn't matter if even even at the butcher shop we're always talking about service access value and education and when the client comes in, they might come in as a young couple that's into hamburger helper and they want a quality ground beef. So they buy uh, ground beef from us and they can't afford um, what we call the centerpiece of the case, which is New York strip uh, ribeye and, uh, um, and filet and filet mignon. <laughs> that's all, you know, prime. You know what I'm saying? So they come in, they look at that, and they go, oh, man, I can't get that. But they came to the butcher shop because they wanted quality. So they might be into pot roast right now and ground beef, which, you know what? I'm okay with that. I want to serve that client every day until their fiscal capabilities are at a, at a transition, and then I'm there to serve them. You don't, you don't just go in and say, I want the guy who's going to book the Dr. David Cooley that says, I want a high Altai. I want a – you know what I'm saying? Um, that's not who you're looking for. That's who you're building your clientele to become and to serve all you know um, I always say you know we always talk about this you you serve the classes you live with the masses you serve the masses you live with the classes and we want to serve the masses and teach them how to have an application strategy and and transition from where you're at today to being a better outdoorsman a better shooter a better hunter a better adventure a seeker and really get better at it you know what I'm saying do we uh do we have an idea of when in February the Cedar Falls tell 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 us Cedar Falls is how far from where you grew up? Um, uh, nine miles, eleven oh, miles, it's right there. Yeah, so it's and so I grew up Rural Route Three, Waverly, Iowa, which is uh, between a town that's a sleek and being community of Waterloo, Cedar Falls, and those would be like twin cities. They're they're, they're connected. Cedar Falls has a, a D one university called Northern uh, Iowa, U and I, and then Waterloo um uh has uh, uh you know uh, Black uh, Hawkeye Tech, which is a big tech school there. Um, but the two of them, I would say, are about 140,000 140,000 people, 140, people that'd just be, right, that'd be right around there. I think you're about right there. Yeah, 
Yeah, and John Deere has a big manufacturing. John Deere has a huge influence in Waterloo. In yeah. Waterloo, um, Shields has a big store yeah. there. Um, there's a there's a tech boom there. Um, there's a lot of tech companies there yeah. and multimedia companies. And then just north of there, I grew up nine miles north of Waterloo, Iowa, on Highway 63. There's a little town called Denver. And then if you head west from Denver, there's a town of when I grew up, it was about 5,000 people, and Denver was about 1,800 people. And then I was smack dab one mile north of Denver, uh, four miles west. It, Rural Route 3, Waverly, Iowa. Um, I went to church in uh, um, Waverly, and I went to high school in Denver. So yeah. there'll there'll be there'll be a couple. Hundred I know all those people. roads, man. Yes, I've driven do. all those roads, yes, you dude. Do. Uh, so there'll be a a, a center of about two hundred thousand people, 200, really people. close, right there where the next hub is coming. Sometime there's a shields. Prob- there's going to be a shields yeah. three miles from us, which is great because well, yeah. they'll they'll have some you know. They'll have their skiing stuff, and they'll have your... But they don't have a big box adventure catalog. No. no they don't. And you know what else they don't? They might have Kenetrek. They might have a little Zomberland. Not a lot there, though, because they're, yeah. they're going to have yeah. Danner uh, for the pheasant guy. But but we're not that guy for them. We, we want to speak to the Brian, the Wolf, the Troy Fridley, right, which there's thousands of them in Iowa yeah. that want to come and learn to go hunting out west. And we need to get Wolf and Fridley on for a uh, um, podcast. So, um, but again. anyway, uh, but you look at those clients, and 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 in fairness to Iowa, Iowa's our biggest state of clientele of all states in, in our ecosystem. Iowa and California, California, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's not where the most listeners from our podcast are, though. No, it's Iowa, California, Utah are our three biggest states for members. Yeah. Um, which so, blows me away because Utah has Hunt and Fool and Epic. And uh, um, why, why the hell would they do business with us? But I think we have great value, and we've, we've became a great uh, uh, transitional resource for them. So tell me about St. George. St. George is an amazing, beautiful place. Oh, it's, it's place. a great place. So how big is St. George? It's, it's big, isn't it? Or is it just big to, big. Some, is this big to just somebody who lives in Spearfish their whole life, basically? No, yeah, it's 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 getting big and it, it is growing. I think it's it's got to be the top probably three or four cities in the nation as far as growth goes, I would think. Really? Right now, it's probably, I don't know, 150,000, I would think. Uh, that doesn't include like Spear City. Wow. Um, 150? Here what, what says here. I just, had no idea it was just that busy, big. busy, busy, busy. Oh, I mean, it's, it's wow. I mean, you try to, you well, try to get in and plan communities, yeah. right? And they, yeah. they just, yeah. But when are you, uh, when do you foresee a, a adventure hub in uh, St. George? Well, I think we could have one here for sure by mid-year next year, you know. I was just going to um, say May, soon. June. Yeah. May, June, don't yeah. you think? 24 i i I, I think so i mean i i don't see why how nice will that be that that'll be that'll be quite the place because uh, it's really uh, i mean there's so much outdoor activity that goes on in that area um there is yeah you got nevada you got arizona you know you got utah we're right in the corner here and a lot of good hunting and a lot of good outdoorsmen that um yeah it'll it'll be a great great location you got a lot. And, of, you know, there's there's a lot of people here too that uh, they're always complaining. I, I didn't draw any tags this right. year. I couldn't go. So, well, you need to come visit us. Come well, see us. We'll, it's we'll, getting it's getting easier and easier and easier to not draw tags, and that's why. I mean, it's just different. Um, you know, you, you have a couple bad winters, and you have a couple of dry summers. EHD, 
um, pretty soon it's easier and easier to not draw tags. You have to cast a little wider net. So that's one of the things that this will help with for people too. Well, I yeah. got I to yeah. tell you too, one of the things that we're working really hard at Rolling Bones is ancillary opportunities to the the um, the uh, 50 state hunting um, box that most people in these 50 states live in. And what do I mean by that? Um, there, there is, there's always Africa. We understand that. And we have a lot of great outfitters in Africa. Just spoke to one of them this morning. Um, I can't wait to see him. He's going to be, uh, in town. We have a great partnership with him and his partner that does taxidermy work and they get things over to us. And, and, uh, um, he's coming we, to spearfish. Um, yes, we, we are, we are well equipped, uh, cause he, well, he's coming in for the sheep show and then right. he's going to try to get here with Fritz. Nice. So anyway, um, he's, you know, we're, I, I want to, I, I don't want to exclude Africa from this. Right, right, right. What I'm about to say. But between Argentina and Asia, okay, there is so much opportunity. I just talked to a guy uh, just now that one of our advisors, a great guy, um, uh, Troy Haradsky, and, and he was just telling me, man, we had a guy leave one of your camps and it wasn't exactly what he anticipated. And and he kept re he kept referencing the amount of money that that hunt cost him, and I sit here and I go, and I'm I, what I don't want to do is sh on all of our elk <laughs> outfitters because they're gonna call me and go okay. But here's the thing, I'm about the transition, not just the transaction. And what we need to do is we need to match the hunter to the hunt. That's why we're doing these hubs. That's why we're doing the locations so we can have trained advisors in these geographical regions that can have legitimate conversations with these adventure seekers so we can provide them the right communication. We can't do that here. We put a million dollars into a hunt plan software and we just had this six and a half hour meeting yesterday saying we need to vet the adventurer that is seeking this adventure as much as we need to vet the outfitter. Does that make sense? And Asia and Argentina provide a, um, a, a par economic uh, scenario to have just as big of adventure, maybe with a different type of species, but maybe even a higher quality trophy. Maybe a higher quality trophy. Yeah, what you're seeing, Bidenomics, Bidenflation, whatever it is, I mean, the cost of hunting has gone up. I mean, you look at, I can't remember what the, I, I just looked at a, a Wyoming special antelope tag. I think it was almost 1300 bucks for a special antelope tag or something like that. I think the the special elk tag was 2000 bucks or something. I mean, they've gone up a bunch. And what you're saying is there's going to be different opportunities that might give you a similar adventure, cheaper with accessibility. Yeah, more bang for your buck. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I it, and and that's why we're opening these. You know, you look at like uh, um, we have Ryan Martin down in uh, um, down in uh, Kansas, Kansas, southern Kansas, right? And uh, um, he's working real hard to become an adventure advisor. And and you know, this guy was just on a moose hunt. Well, he's in moose camp. And uh, we're having a conversation with him today. I, now I haven't. I've talked to Ryan a bunch since he's been out of Moose Camp, but I'm I, I'm not the Rolling Bones service mechanism. I'm Ryan's buddy. Does that right. make sense? So him and I are buddies, and so we do his exit interview just like he's a client, even though he's a, a, an advisor with us. And he says, "Hey, you know, one of the things is I was in camp, and and um, one of the guys bought a hunt 
that um, found it online, but he found it through you. And evidently, we didn't call him back. So um, we better do a better job of calling people back. I was talking about, uh, I was talking to the guys about that today. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, he finds this adventure or he goes on this adventure and he's in camp and one of the guys goes, listen, I booked the hunt cheaper than, um, than uh, you booked the hunt. And Ryan's like, well, what happened? Well, the outfitters, he, he, and I, this is the second time one of my buddies has called me about this outfitter. Well, the outfitter has cancellation hunts and he runs them cheaper um, on his own merit than he does through us. Well, I can't influence that. I can't control that. With Asia and Argentina, um, I have better control of that than I do in Canada and United States because of how the booking process works and the adventure cost and the fixed cost of it. And so and, and I guess the re- I'm, we're digressing a little bit here, uh, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because what mechanism is there right now in the outdoor world that's providing this communication to these communities of 150,000 that are isolated, actually any community. Yeah, that, go ahead. I don't think you're digressing at all. I, I think, I think, you know, somebody walks into adventure hub and we have our, we have our pictures across the top, right. And yep. uh, people can see pictures. Maybe one picture they see is an Ibex, mm-hmm. an Asian Ibex, right. And a lot of people probably don't know. This. I, I, I didn't know this very much until, you know, the last few years that you can go on a awesome Ibex adventure for like 7,500 bucks, 8,000 bucks, you know, <laughs> and plane tickets. How much, how much are plane tickets to get over there? You guys you, just got back. You, you can get them for seven, 800 bucks. Yeah. I mean, there were, they are not so that expensive. So $10,000 yeah. all in hunt, maybe $11,000 all in hunt to Asia to kill a trophy Ibex and a killer adventure. Man, I don't know. That's you compare that to some of these, you know, trophy elk hunts, <laughs> That's pretty well, cool. Well, that's funny. what we've been saying. Yeah. Just a trophy mule deer. No. I mean, you can't even. You know, I'll tell you about another one, too. If you In Europe, actually. This is in Europe. If you go to Hungary, uh, we have a hunt right now for red stag in a European red stag in Hungary, right? And you go in there, you have a chef in camp. You've got gourmet food. You've got access to five-star restaurants in Budapest if you want. You get to stay in a restored 18th century royal mansion is the lodge. It's completely 100% free range for 4500 bucks. Yes. I mean, now, you're, now, you're not going to walk into a Cabela's or a Shields or a Bass Pro and see a picture and have someone that you can ask and go, hey, that stuffed animal you have up there on the wall that the, the how do i go hunt that and how much is the hunt but guess what you can do at a rbo adventure hub yep you can say oh where was that ibex killed where was that red stag killed yep how much is that hunt and oh, rust and, and rusty bingham has the resource to call up eric or Braden and say hey um i got uh, i got a guy here by the name of brandon neal in my hub right now and he would like to talk to the outfitter in spain we just booked four guys to Spain, and because true story, it was twelve thousand dollars, which was three thousand cheaper than a New Mexico elk hunt. And they stay in a castle with a chef, and they get to go hunt. Um, I they know get what, to go what's hunt not to like, in right? Spain. And, and it's not a it's not a one ibex hunt either. They can add another one yep. when they're there, but th- this was twelve thousand for one. It well, was a trophy one, and, and that's a and that's a more expensive ibex than yeah most of. And you don't have to do that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, but but let's just go 
animal species numbers to species numbers. One oh, yeah, elk. Yeah, yeah. And yes, you could see a 350 and 360. <laughs> I don't want to disclose everything, but yesterday Brad had a text dialogue with one of his clients, and the client said a guy came into camp, couldn't hit the plate at 500 yards. He walks out first morning, through, he's a C360 bull, kills it with a rifle, never shot more than 200. He couldn't even hit the target at the range past 200. He kills his bull. He walks back in, best hunt ever. His buddy's hunted five days, hasn't seen a bull to squeeze the trigger on, and this guy can shoot. Uh, he shot a stone sheep at 940 yards before. Holy you, mackerel. You know what I'm saying? So so this is hunting, and um, I'm sitting here going, I, I, I'm, I, we, we need locations around America that can have a adventure hub that can have this communication with people every day. Does that make sense? And that's what our passion is, providing opportunities to the outdoor industry. Right. 100%. Well, I, I get pretty excited about this because this is, is this is a fun moment in Rolling Bones to start seeing this all come to fruition. Right. So anyway, I guess uh, key takeaways would be um, <laughs> get a plan, right? Get a plan. Go see an adventure hub. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have one in St. George by June. That's the plan. We're going to have one in Waverly, Iowa, or not Waverly, Cedar Falls, Iowa, just north of Waverly um, in, uh, um, in February. Uh, we have the one in Tulsa. We have the one in uh, um, in uh, uh, and Brigham City Brigham. and uh, Utah, and then we have the one in Spearfish. So by May or June, we'll have five locations uh, open, and uh, the beta test will be ran. And we're hoping to then uh, in 2025 uh, take this to the world and uh, get going. So as Brandon mentioned earlier, if you're listening to this podcast and you're sitting here going, you know what, um, I've always wanted to be in the outdoor space, I've always wanted to have an opportunity, um, we've developed a booking agency model with a point-of-sale software that allows you to access all of these products, adventures, academies, and application services. We underwrite it right here in Spearfish, South Dakota. Um, we have an underwriting department. We have people in here every day looking at, stu- uh, looking at state websites, um, uh, being a resource for you to become um, an advisor to the community you live in so if you've ever thought of it give us a shout um i will tell you this it's it's hard work it's not uh, um turn the uh, um get a business card put it on your facebook and people are going to call you uh that's not how it works uh if i look at uh, um uh, adam and meredith stillwell in tulsa um i i, I don't know you know that those are they are such good christian hard-working people i just love them so much and uh um you know some days i think uh adam's uh personality might be par with a wood tick and then the other days um it's more like a mosquito and then the day after that <laughs> oh, it's more like uh, um a bunny rabbit you know what i'm saying um he he never ceases to amaze me a, a wood tick and a bunny rabbit i i don't, I don't know yeah. Okay. That's you the first time him. I've ever heard those. You got to meet compared. him, man. Um, so <laughs> well, well, I know one? Adam. Uh, a wood tick some days, a mosquito other so, days, and just a some bunny sort rabbit. of a vampire animal for the oh, most part. I don't part. know because the bunny rabbit in there, he's just a he's a <laughs> bucket just, of I'm bouncing sorry, joy. So random. Adam. I don't know. Oh it's weird. Gosh. I think Adam <laughs> listens to this too. Meredith does. Meredith is going to be laughing. She's going to say, "Hey, I need to talk to human resources. Who's that?" And I'm going to say, "It's me." <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Oh, no, but anyway, you look at that couple. Meredith is all the class. I mean, she is the class in that. Uh, but and, and, but they are such a hardworking uh, young couple, and they're making a place for them in the outdoor industry and doing just such an amazing job. 
I mean, right. think of how many clients he has that are drawing apps and hunting oh all my over gosh. the world right now. He's he's changed a lot of people their lives down there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. From a hunting perspective, one hundred percent. I'm just so proud of him, man. They're doing such a great job. So, what's your outtake? Let, let's wrap this up here and call it a wrap. Brandon, what's your outtake on this? What's your what's your wrap up? What's your thinking? Well, like I said, we we've been working it for this day for a long time, and and it's um, it's. It's an exciting, exciting moment in our history of our company as we're getting ready to really launch these. And um, like you said, those who would be interested in, in helping us grow these and maybe even opening up some of these hubs or being advisors in these hubs to get a hold of us so we can um, get you involved. And because you're going to you're going to want to get involved in our culture and understand um, how this company works and how we've designed it. And just being inv involved with it. I mean, you, you run a training for advisors every Wednesday morning and people hop on that and we learn everything from how to grow our agencies to the adventures that we have. We get to meet our home office staff, our applications department, our booking department. Uh, we learn about the gear that we offer. And, you know, if somebody gets involved with this and they plug into those for several months, they're going to have a pretty good foundation and they're going to bring a lot of value to those who um, you know, want to get into hunting or are already in hunting and want to book adventures. And so if you get involved with this and you learn those things and you become valuable to people, like you said, Brian, this, this is not, I mean, it takes, takes work, but I don't know that, you know, work, work, I think sometimes people confuse work with, uh, they think work is, is a negative thing sometimes in their minds, but work is actually fun and enjoyable when it's doing something you love doing. And when you see it's going to pay off and, 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 and give you a great future and you're impacting people's lives, like Brad said, with uh, the Stillwells, really literally changing people's lives in the hunting industry, with what they're doing because they're bringing knowledge to people they didn't have before. And now they're able to, um, you know, hunt and, and enjoy the outdoors much more than they ever would have without them being there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, opening up an adventure up, being at all the outdoor shows. And if you were to talk to the Stillwells, they would tell you how rewarding it has been for them. And not only that, but now they're bringing advisors in with them as well. They're also getting involved with us, making extra money, helping people in the outdoor industry. There, there's just, I mean, I go on and on, but um, that's, that's, I just, I think that um, <laughs> it's, it's an exciting place to be. I'm uh, proud to be a part of this company. I'm, 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 I'm uh, grateful to be a part of it. And I really am looking forward to getting involved with those that, that want to come work with us and helping them just have a great, great future. We're, we're going to, impact a lot of people together so excited about it yeah it's pretty exciting brad what's your what's your wrap-up thoughts yeah well i was just getting back to uh well like i said earlier get yourself a plan get you know get outside get out get doing it get get uh you know get practice up it's off season now go through your stuff figure out what's your what's your three-year plan what's your one-year plan what's your five-year plan and uh take advantage of it while you can right does yeah. it, it doesn't get easier as you get older. You know, so we met a guy at this store. I appreciate that. It made me think of this. And I'll end up my – I'll wrap this up with this from my perspective. We had a gentleman come into the store and uh, him and his family and talk about an amazing family. He, his son brought him in and his daughter-in-law and then his other daughter-in-law – and uh, um, uh, what's what's the name of the uh, company? Um, dead, on dead on display. Dead on display. Dead on display. So it was the dead on display family, 
And uh, this gentleman comes in, and he's 83 years old, and he killed a sheep last year, and they were showing us a video of him climbing down out of this gnarly mountain at 83. And, and, his, and his boy goes, he, his boy goes, yeah, um, Dad said my knee doesn't work, and I don't know what the hell's going on with me after like four hours of hiking. And he turned, and he turned around and looked at his dad, and he says, you're 83 years old. Your knee might not want to work right now. <laughs> and and, and this, this gentleman was so endearing when he was in there and so kind – and he was still picking out what pants were going to work best for him. Right. And uh, he was he, he was, was he was just he all was into 85 everything. years old, wasn't he? 85 I, now or something. 83, 84, something like that. I don't know. Buying um, hunting gear, man. <laughs> he's buying hunting gear for the next season. And um, and they were telling all the stories. And he was in there with all the little kids running around at this open house, this grand opening. And uh, um, they were in there for two hours. And I just sat. I, I bet I took 100 pictures of this family running around there because it, it epitomized everything that I hoped we could be able to create, which was a hub, a center that families could come together and talk about hunting and get their gear and, and have fellowship and just enjoy each other. And on the way out, I took my picture with this guy, and him and his son were normal sized people. They were like six, four, six, six, six. four. And uh, yeah. you had to look up to them. <laughs> um, and uh, I got a picture to prove that I really didn't. But anyway, they were just wonderful people. And, uh, um, and on the way out, on the way out, um, I said, thanks for coming. I shook their hands and he put his hand on my shoulder and he slapped me like, like, like with this firm. And he said, he looked at me, he looked at me right in the eyes and he said, make sure you support him, give him a bunch of support, help him be successful. And I was like, and, and he walked out the front door and I was like, you know what? All I, I, I was just like, man, this, this is a cool day. I called my wife and I said, listen, what what Rolling Bones stands for is to help people get into the outdoor industry, and now it's at a different level. It's to help people run their own agency and have their own location and support people no matter if they want to go on a fishing trip um, for one day in Yellowstone because they're out there and they called Rolling Bones because they're looking for a vetted outfitter or if they're looking for a trip to Spain with their wife and go on a hunting venture or uh, New Mexico elk. Um, we, Like I said, we're not perfect, but we put our best foot forward every day. We work our asses off at providing great opportunities uh, in all areas of the outdoor industry, and I am blessed and humbled to be able to serve people in this space. We and, didn't, and, and we didn't get a picture me. of you with with that guy we should have because you kind of i got a picture with that old guy did you yeah damn right I well, did. what That's was why it? i know i'm not looking up what, at him what was um, that i got a picture it? with me his son and my uh him and uh um i'm actually going to get it printed Mem- out I'm remember gonna, that old I'm remember that guy note, remember that guy in uh alaska what did he say that you had to go get a picture you <laughs> you walked up and said Dude, I need a picture with you. you oh, mind? dude, that guy well, was legend. Well, well, I forget you called what he him said. legend. Uh, he was, he was, he oh. was absolutely fucking legend. Um, uh, um, and uh, you I can't forget, remember what he said. I can't forget what he said, but it was some John Wayne tough ass man and that guy walked out he said something to his daughter like get me a whiskey on the rocks and i'll be outside i mean i forget what he said but i, I bet i said it 200 times you that did day. you said <laughs> it forever i was like and dude. then he and then he ch- took a big old cigar out of his pocket ripped the end off of his and mouth sat and down like, and started smoking a cigar uh, and i was like dude this guy was just i mean he he was in his 80s too i mean anyway just, just bought a chunk of ground in alaska moved up there yeah so, so listen yeah. i appreciate you listening i hope this one helped this one is a little bit off topic of what we usually talk about but it, we have been remiss not to brandon i had a great time with you it was an amazing thing we're going to open more in utah that's for sure 
Brad, it's always fun traveling with you yeah, around awesome. the world. And Rusty, to you and Kylie, we appreciate you. Man, um, I tell you what, congratulations on a great grand opening. And uh, um, you guys uh, um, deserve it. You have a beautiful family, beautiful community. And to everybody that was listening um, that has supported us along the way, you know, two and a half weeks before Christmas, I have to tell you, you have been my Christmas present for the last five years. Um, uh, to see the support and the um, just the outpouring of just business and what you've done for us, we are not we were not the Western uh, Front Range Wasatch Company, Utah Company. We were this little company out of Spearfish, South Dakota, that wanted to do something for a lot of people, and we started up, and here we are today. Um, you know, and we'll probably do around 20,000 applications this year for people and their adventures nationwide. And we want to continue to grow that. Our our goal is to provide the best service, access, value, and education possible on all fronts. And now that these uh, locations are opening up, we couldn't be more excited to get to uh, um, a community near you. So, until next time, hey, and if you hey, listen, if you don't know anything about us before, go check us out at RollingBones.com. We have a membership uh, subscription for anybody. It's really a service level subscription. If you're looking to just get started in one state, do it now. Start accumulating points. Um, I thought of that old boy because he left. He's 83 years old. I'm 54 years old in a few weeks. And I'm sitting here going, why the hell ain't I applying? Maybe I'm him and draw at 83 and, right. and go draw a tag. What the hell am I thinking? Why can't I be Shot that a guy? Shot sheep at 84, I eight, thought. Yeah, whatever it old. is, man. Um, and yeah. I'm just like, holy shit. They were, shit, they were down in the nasties, too. I need to be that guy. So. Listen, we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for all your support. Until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.